It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 678 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, December 11th, 2022. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only, Joe at Marnus3.mstdn.party on Mastodon. How are you, Joe? I'm I'm on Mastodon. Yeah, and I'm happy. Yes, yes. Because uh, they unjustly kicked me off Twitter. Yes, and uh, also joining us from down Atlanta way. Congratulations, Seth P23, on the reaction. Oh man, your thank new you center. so much, Tim. <laughs> we are so happy. You know, I mean, um, we're so happy for the victory of, of of Senator Warnock. And you know, we had a really tough midterms. I think a lot of people in the rest of the country don't understand that. <clears throat> In Atlanta and Georgia, we lost a lot of our races, and it was it was sadly I hate to say this, but it was pretty much a red wave. I mean, everybody we put up like lost. The only race we won was actually Senator Warnock, as far as the statewide elections. The local ones we did about the same, but man, and and so it was really a big deal for us to win this one, and we 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 pulled it out. The people came out, and I'll talk about it more when we do our social media of the week, but we are super-duper happy. Uh, there was a neighborhood Christmas party last night, right? And we were all just hugging each other, and my city councilwoman and her partner were there, and I just gave them just the biggest hug, and I said, we did it. You know, we did it. All of us together, you know, every we we talked to everybody, we donated money, we did all the things. Anywho, I, I, I'll talk more about it later, but yes, we're super happy. <laughs> All right. All right. You know, when we were watching the returns Tuesday night and they were getting down to the final ballots and Walker was jumping in the lead and then and then Warnock was going would would go back in the lead and then Walker would go back in the lead. I was getting a little nervous. there. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the thing on that is it's like because I, I was watching MSNBC and I was watching Kornacki and the way that he breaks it down and everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're still waiting on the Fulton County because Fulton and DeKalb counties are highly democratic and highly populated more yeah. so than any any other place in the state and and i was like he's like yeah they should be coming in any minute any minute now yeah they and should be coming boom. in rachel Maddow just jumps in uh yeah we got some uh we have to report now that we're gonna just go ahead and call it for, for <laughs> Warnock. like they didn't even get to it like because as soon as they came in before reporting and talking about it they just called it and i was i'm a little bit disappointed actually because i i I kind of wanted to see that breakdown. I wanted to see like how, and now again, I'll get to that later, but anywho, we're super happy. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Seth. Glad to have you back. Justice, what's happening out on the left coast? Justice Putnam. Same old, same old, you know, it's uh we got weather out here and, but uh, yeah. we're happy about uh, what happened out there in Georgia out here as well. Um, let's see. I mean, in terms of our elections, I mean, we, we are considered to be a blue state that has a lot of land that seems to be filled with, I don't know, Looney Tune people. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I want to make sure I'm not being too, you know, with the, the proper terminology. So, because calling them crazy is like an affront to, you know, truly crazy people who want help and need it. Not these people, but, um, uh, he, we did, uh, pass a, uh, I, a sort of gun restriction law on sorts. It, it, it encompassed just that you couldn't sell uh, magazines. Is that the proper term? There's oh, a lot okay. of gun nuts. If you use the proper term, you can't ever talk about 
guns, mm-hmm. right? So whatever it is, the ammo that you put in, you couldn't have more than 10 rounds in the magazine. And you could buy many magazines, but not more than 10 rounds. Uh, had to take a class on gun safety and pass a background check. And that is just, according to people around here, uh, the the commies taking over. (laughs) They're coming in. They're going to put us in re-education camps. They're going (laughs) to teach us gun safety. It's a re-education camp. And so uh, we passed this law, and it's to take effect. Actually, it was to take effect here at the end of last week here. And uh, a couple of judges stepped in and said, you know, we we should put it on hold because we like nullifying elections around here. We mm. do it all the time. Right. <laughs> so, oh, glad so uh, yeah, but uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> glad to have you back. And Francie57 from Delaware. How are you, Francie? Good. Hey, you forgot my title. Oh, yes. The Ed McMahon of the Jim Cornwall Show. Hi-oh! Wow. Wow. Yes. That's a fine hey-o to you. Yeah, well, you deserve it after being uh, mentioned last night on Svengooly in the fan segment. Congratulations. Yes! I (laughs) made the cut. Me and the heads. (laughs) Holy cow, wait until I tell Big Fatty. Yes, it was. It that was something else. I can't even tell you. Watching the the movie was boring. The Adam that ate my brain, or whatever the <laughs> heck it was called. It, oh my god, it was a stinker. Uh, Michael fell asleep. <laughs> so I'm watching, and this the you know the segment comes on. At, uh, you know, and there I am, and the heads, and I'm like <laughs> Michael, Michael, I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> So we were we were recording it, thank goodness, or DVRing it or DVFing it or whatever. And so we back it up, and I get a message from Kenny Pick. You're on Spangooly with the heads. <laughs> for the listeners out here, for the listeners out there that don't know what Spangooly is, it's on uh, it's on MeTV on Saturday nights, uh, and they play. It's kind of like the um, male version of Elvira. Where they play cheesy movies, yes. horror movies, and do little fun segments at the commercial breaks, sing songs, and they have a fan segment where people send in pictures of art that they've drawn of of Svengooly, the host. Or, but yours was dressing up for Halloween as Svengooly. <laughs> yes, he, every year he does. He picks people, you know, for Halloween, and you know, I didn't pay attention, you know, because I don't sometimes. He does this every year. He picks, you know. A bunch of people who dress up. I made the cut. I made the cut. <laughs> oh my God, Congratulations, Francie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, that was our big thrill for the for the weekend. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, we're glad to have you, Francie. What else is happening down Delaware way? Uh, nothing. You know, the weather is you know in the forties and crappy, crappy out, but no snow, just rain and bleh. Um, yeah, so it's quiet here, and you know we here in little tiny Delaware are very happy for Georgia, and you know thank goodness uh, Warnock won to yeah. any senator. We need him because Amen. because of what that imbecile um, cinema did. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started, right? Right, right. Yeah. So 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, Francie. Francie57 on the Twitter and the Mastodon. Yeah, and, and uh, Counter Social and Twitch and Discord. And, oh, wow. You're on all I of don't it. know. Somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Francie, so much. Justice, are you guys getting that uh, that storm, West Coast storm? Yes. Mm. Uh, you know, um, we're not – we've had forecast of snow. It hasn't really dropped, but we've been getting a bit of rain. Uh, where we are exactly, we're sort of having – you know, wisps of it compared to just, I got to say like 30 miles South They're they're getting hit hard and the passes are all impassable. Hmm, wow. Yeah. So, I saw that the Rockies are really the, the mountain areas are supposed to get like five feet of snow. Sierras, the, yeah. uh, cascades. Yeah. You, you don't want to be traveling in it. So, uh, today we're, we're just determined that we're just gonna stay inside and, yeah, well, it seems to be heading toward Wisconsin from what I read yesterday. So, okay, well, they're used the to plains. it there because yeah. you know it's Wisconsin. Yeah, it's going to sweep across the plains. <laughs> oh, but yes. Yeah. So, what else is going on, Justice? Anything? Anything else? Big news? Oh, oh, you caught me off guard there. No, uh, big news. <laughs> I had some big news. <laughs> Other than, uh, let's see, my, you know, just the personal stuff. Uh, mom's recuperating quite well from that's her great. hip replacement surgery. And so that's always a plus. Uh, and um, yeah, I, you, you know, it's like you can't slow some people down. They don't want to walk with their walker. And I have to remind her, maybe it's, you know, just have some hands on something, you know? Yeah. Well, hip replacement's gotten a lot better. Can you believe it? I mean, mean, it's amazing. I mean, Kathy, our friend Kathy was telling me, her friend of hers, she went in for hip replacement surgery. They did the surgery in the morning. By the evening, they had her up walking, and then she went home the next day. Yeah. That was unheard of. Wow. (laughs) So, oh, I just wanted to say one thing about cinema. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bear with me. Bear with me. Anybody who wants to listen to someone who's named after a gastrointestinal procedure, uh, you know, lives their life at their own risk. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So when a cinema rears its ugly head, you know, you're in bad trouble. All right. And I know, I know that Joe's going to have a, a segment for Kornacki at the clown car, but uh, I did hear that I call him actually, I call him Khaki Kornacki. <laughs> Khaki Kornacki is actually going to have an interview with Newt Gingrich. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Well, he did yeah, that. He did that podcast <sighs> series about, about Newt Gingrich. So Pardon me? He did that podcast series for NBC about, about Newt Gingrich and the whole thing in the 90s. <sighs> Well, I guess he's uh, now's the time to start promoing it again because it's like oh. been going on all morning today. So yeah, mm. hey Justice, I don't know if you you watch uh, Seth Meyers. Oh, that was occasionally great. and sometimes after the fact. He had Kornacki on, and he showed video of Kornacki when he was in high school. Yes. Right, I have seen that. Yes, <laughs> and he called him pre-Kornacki. <laughs> 
Oh my god! They play they play that they play that uh, during the commercial segments. They play that on the commercial segments on MSNBC on YouTube TV all the time. It was funny, (laughs) and he he was no different in high school than he is now. Yeah. (laughs) Some people just have their calling, and you know that's it. There you go. There you go. All right. So thank you, Justice, and tell people where they can check you out. Oh, yes, of course. You can check me out on Twitter while you still can (laughs) at Justice Putnam. And, oh, yes, my hashtag is uh, civil asset forfeiture Ellen Musk now. And um, actually, I mean, I'm sorry. Those are my pronouns. <laughs> My pronoun is civil asset forfeiture oh Ellen Musk now. <laughs> and you can also uh find me on Netroots Radio and on Daily Coast at Black Coast where I am the poetry editor and I curate the poetry there. Oh good. Nice. Yes. I have po- I have some poetry today. All right. Yes Uh-oh. we do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. And it's what pretty bad. What was a man from Nantucket? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, you Justice. You said Krista Cinema? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, yes. What the fuck was that? Right? <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Thank you, Justice. Seth, besides your big election news, what's happening down Atlanta way? Uh, well, you know, we're just all really excited. I mean, really, that's all we can think about, you know, and we're like getting together with friends and neighbors for the holidays, that sort of thing, you know, and um, just ready to move on and, and just just grateful, you know, and I just want to say that I feel like Stacey Abrams was a big part of Warnock's win, you know, her, her running for governor, getting people out to getting people registered, getting them out to the polls, you know, that was also a big part. So it's a it's a team effort. And, um, you know, the thing of it is, is Georgia really is still a red state, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's all we can do to try to get our densely populated, you know, city and Atlanta metro area to try to, you know, turn the tide of the redness and everything. And um, it's 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 a work in progress and we're doing the best we can. And we're we've made some huge gains with Warnock and Ossoff in the Senate and the next thing to do is to like really focus on the local Senate and house and, um, or the state Senate and house rather, and, and, and continue to work in, you know, the, the, the city councils and school boards and that sort of thing. So that's kind of our, our, our next focus for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you, have you, um, I don't, I mean, any of you, have you watched, um, we're here on HBO. The series oh, we're d- here. Let's stop. <laughs> oh my god! Every time I watch that show, you know I'm a big Pose fan. I love that show. I love that show and, too. Um, obviously, so we watch. We're here, and I cry. I cry a thousand tears every episode, but they're tears of joy. Yeah. Well, they're a little bit of mix. It's tears of sadness because of what those folks had to go through with their families. Because you know, and the reason why I can relate to that is because even as a straight white male person i went through that a lot of similar experiences because i wasn't you know a, a christian republican in a very christian republican family and and i was actually kicked out of my house too just like those folks were and so i those stories are my story i feel like i relate yeah, to them yeah. and i also relate to it because 
I, it, it, it was the gay community. I had a lot of friends when I had gotten kicked out of my house who were like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, this isn't the end. This doesn't define you. You can still be a person just like we're people. And, mm-hmm. and it's it's all right. Well, and the, so I t- totally relate to that show. I yeah. love it. Well, the reason I mentioned it, I don't know, Jess, is Seth, Francie, if you've watched, I mean, uh, Joe, I don't know if you watched it, but, you know, this is third season just started about three weeks ago. And if yeah. you haven't watched it before, basically it's three of the drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. It's it's Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka. And they go to small town America and they find the people in the gay community in these small towns and they help them build a community by putting on a drag show. And it's really fun and it's unscripted and it's just it's just I mean, it just pulls your heartstrings. But the the reason I mention it is Season three, they really pointed out, you can see such a huge difference between the two first seasons and this season in the the hate and the just, you know, accusations of grooming children and all of this stuff Mm. and, and threats of violence against them for going into these small towns. You can really see it's like on steroids and it's just sad. It's just sad. You know, Shangela was supposed to do a, a a story time reading, drag queen story time, at this restaurant, and the restaurant had to cancel it because people were threatening them on Facebook, and ended up this lady, I guess she owned a hair salon or something, she ended up inviting her to do it, and it was very small with like eight children or whatever, but she just read a book. She just read a children's book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all uh, she did, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's but just ridiculous. It's it's normalizing bigotry at its core. Mm-hmm. Because like yeah. by Dana, of the fact that what you're saying is that all she was doing was reading a book. Right. But they have put their own religious biases or personal bigotries, whatever, and that's supposed to have the same amount of due process and equal protection mm-hmm. as someone just simply reading a book. Yep. Well, and that's it. That's it. I mean, if you haven't watched, we're here. If you have HBO Max, uh, I highly recommend it. Go watch it. All three. The third season just started. Watch the first two seasons, and and you'll you'll just you'll just fall in love with the show. It is. Yeah, it is I, so great. Yeah, and and to say that you know when I was when we were watching it, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, how brave are these people? No you know? kidding. I mean, with with all the the threats and all the things that have been happening lately, and they're still doing this, I'm like, you know what? These these folks are my hero, and I want to be like them. I want that courage. I want that tenacity. I want the the ability to say, you know what? Folks are all sorts of bad things are happening, but I'm just going to keep doing it because I'm not going to give into the fear. Yeah. And I just find that so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'm sorry to take until, us Wait until these like crackers and maggots out in maggot country find out that, you know, a platoon of drag queen SEAL team members is not something to be reckoned with. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think you're right. 100%. All right. Yeah. I didn't mean to, to uh, derail us there, but I just wanted to mention that when uh, you talked about that because it really is. It's, I mean, I, I was just really, I mean, just, just, I, I was so upset, but also, you know, so proud of their courage, you know, the way, yeah. the way that yeah. the, the way that people are responding to them in these small towns, you know, and accusing them of all this crazy stuff. That's all QAnon based, you know, like, yeah. like what went on in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that, that yeah. you know, they, sh- they shot out the Transformers and, what, 40,000, 60,000 people were without power? Oh, my God. It, it, Actually, that, that story is more extensive than just that, and it's been going oh, on for I quite know. a while. Yeah, I know. But but like you said, the we're here, you know, the the gay community in those rural towns, you said this third season is highlighting how awful it is, mm-hmm. how yeah. ugly it is. And, 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 you know, shine a light on it. And these people need to be held accountable. Yeah. And, what, you, you know, we watch the, this. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The term for it is stotastic terrorism. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yep. But we yep. we also yep. and watched. it shuts people up because in these small towns, I mean, it it makes it seem like the bloodlust bigots have all the power, and there's lots of them. When that's not necessarily the case, it's just that they've shut up all the reasonable people because reasonable people don't want to be confronted with fixed bayonets and machetes or whatever, you know. Yeah. So well, you know, it's mm-hmm. like we watched this other show as well called Cobra. Which is a British show that was on. It's on Masterpiece Theater Channel on Amazon Prime, and um, and it was they did two seasons of it, and it was it was fantastic. It was made in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, and the premise is that there's a national. I mean, a a, um, a disaster. There's a solar flare that erupts oh. from the sun and heads toward the Earth, and when it hits the Earth, it knocks the power systems out and just causes damage planes can't land they're landing on highways because they're running out of fuel and all this crazy stuff is going on in the country the whole world is in crisis and and in the second season while they're dealing with all this and they're trying to fix the problems one of the biggest challenges they have is there's this group that's just like QAnon that's spreading all this misinformation and people are believing it and they convince this whole town that their water is undrinkable with all of this crap on the internet and all the people are like scrambling to get bottled water when the water's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the whole town uh-huh. is convinced that this, that they're, that the government's against them and they've poisoned their water and all, and the prime minister's just like, how the hell do we deal with this? <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Highly recommend that show too. But anyway, I digress. Joe, what's happening up Scranton? <laughs> I digress. Wow. I digress. <laughs> Well, it's snowing. <laughs> oh, you're getting snow. Yes. It is snowing. Um, and, uh, well, about that's about it. Scranton is uh, quiet. We're very quiet. Hmm. So, um, that's about it. We're just snowing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, we're happy to uh, celebrate what happened in Georgia Congratulations, Seth. Yay, yes. Yeah. You guys did a great job of getting the vote out. and Thank yep. you. Yes. I, I mean, it was like, I was like Tim. I was like, oh, Warnock's losing, Warnock's winning, Warnock's losing. Yeah. And I was just saying, come on, Karnacki, get <laughs> get get the Atlanta urban area vote in. <laughs> right. Put this yeah. to bed. Put this to bed, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. You know, uh, and, and thankfully, he won by over 100,000 votes, so. Yeah, that's well, good. So we uh, maintained a seat in Georgia. We picked up a seat in Pennsylvania with our our literal monster win. <laughs> I was actually surprised they called it that quickly, but I guess because they restricted the mail-in vote so much that it was 
mostly yeah. people going to the precincts. So I said when when I saw when Kornacki kept showing all the red counties were almost 98% in and we still had so much vote to come out of the Atlanta metro area. I, I, I said to Barbara, this, they're going to call this by 1030. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, because it was only like 60% in. And right. I said, wow, when that comes in. Well, and then, and what had come in gonna... was like 90% Walker, 9%, 9% yeah. Walker, yeah. I mean, Herschel Walker, 90% yep. Warnock. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So I, I, I knew, I, I said, they're going to call this by 1030. I said, look at, there's like 40% of the Atlanta Metro is still out and almost yep. all the red districts were in. There's no way that Walker could pull this out. Yeah. It's kind of like you living know. in D.C. You know, D.C. is 87% registered Democrats. <laughs> so when you have an election, the primary is actually where you where the candidates are selected. Right. <laughs> because whoever's on the, t- on the ticket in November is going to win on the Democratic side. In fact, if you go look at the 2020 election, I think um, Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris got like – 587,000 votes and Donald Trump and Mike Pence got like 4,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm also happy to see how Georgia is is uh, changing. Slowly, you know, becoming a a, a a mecca for enlightenment. Yeah. The Atlanta area is really really become and you know, I, I noticed they doing they were doing a lot of filming there, Hollywood. It's doing a lot of filming in the Atlanta area, so Looks like Seth, you're 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 going to be in the epicenter of uh, of a new renaissance in Georgia. You know, I, I appreciate that, and thank you for saying that, Joe. But I just want to remind everybody that hey, this is the place where Martin Luther King led the civil rights movement. You know, right. I mean, yeah. we this isn't our first rodeo. We've we've been down this road before, and I I don't know exactly what it is, but it's I mean, I'm like I went to a lot of places to go to school and when i came to atlanta i was like this is it i'm i gotta go i gotta be here and then once i I got here i didn't want to leave you know yeah because just the diversity is is here it's rich and it's palpable but i tell you what you get right outside the perimeter and it gets nuts (laughs) you know what i mean there's a it's it's very red and very great just justice you know what i'm talking about just like here in pennsylvania it's like like pennsylvania yeah (laughs) You know, yep. uh, it's just like Pennsylvania. You got the east and the west, and in the middle you have Alabama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's – you, you know, we have you – know, I always – who said that? Uh, <laughs> one of the, the pundits always said you have Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and in the middle you have Alabama. Right. And that's true. I mean, it's the, the whole map yeah. is red. But my county's blue. Uh, you know, where, where uh, Tim is, it's blue. You know, and luckily the population centers are there, just like Atlanta. Yeah, well, it's Pittsburgh and, like I say, Pittsburgh, Philly, and Scranton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Erie's been <laughs> leaning a little blue, too. Uh, but, you know, what's funny is um, our local CBS affiliate here is KDKA and, uh, in Pittsburgh, and, the, and they have I have the app on my phone for them, and I get, keep getting these news alerts that so-and-so from one of the areas around Pittsburgh was convicted in for the January 6th. <laughs> was at the Capitol on January 6th, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, we have them here in the Scranton area, right. too. We had a couple people convicted of breaching oh, the yeah. uh, the Capitol. So, I mean, 
I wish, it's all I wish over. They, I wish they do a cop show where they're picking up these people, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the night, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> you know the one I'm. You know I mean, the one I'm yeah. waiting for. It's it's the one where the FBI picks up Trump. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes, I want to see him perp walked. Yes. Not yes. a Mar-a-Lago. There we yes. go. Yes. All right. Yeah, well, well, one we, of the people who died at January 6th was from the Atlanta metro area, and um, she was trampled, and she was a, a supporter, a Trump supporter. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're all connected to January. Once you get outside the cities, it's January 6th land. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. You know? So, anyway, you can find me on Mastodon. I'm at, at Marnus 3. At what 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 is it, Tim? MSTDN? MS MSTDN dot party. That party. Yahoo! Yes. Uh, Tim knows my server better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and but uh, I got my first uh, repost this week. Yay! Yes, I, I tweeted. You didn't I, tweet. I tweeted, uh, you mastodon. I mastodon. I mastodon. <laughs> I tooted or whatever they call it. I said uh, published something. I said breaking news. Krista Cinema is not a Democrat. In other news, the sun is hot. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And I heard all I heard on my watch was Bing 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 Bing. (laughs) That's great. That's great. All right. And uh, the clown car, Joe. Jsantors.wordpress.com. Jsantors.wordpress.com. And Friday nights, we're Svengooling it. (laughs) We Svengooling it on Friday night, 7 to 10 Eastern. And it came from Cleveland where we're Svengooling nuts and horror show crazy and sci-fi crazy. And we talk about all that stuff. Yes. And Tim Cornwall Hailing here from DC and Pittsburgh, Stitcher.com is where you can stream the show as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts. Or you can just go to timcormo.com, the website for the show. And we're broadcast on Netroots Radio, just as 6.30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, as well as on Radio for Humans on Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And with that, you got a great Facebook page, and you can follow me, Tim Cormall, at mastodon.lol on Mastodon. <laughs> And with that, let's do the follow me. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musical.ly. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow. And on the Mastodon. <laughs> Francie, who's your social media friend of the week? I like that. Follow me on. I like that. Cool. <laughs> Uh, my social media friend of the week is on the Twitters at BJ Hare. Um, our bodies, your choice. Bio is retired RN, 12 grands. Um, has a lot of hashtags. Hashtag blue 2022. Hashtag DACA. Hashtag resist. Hashtag Biden Harris. Hashtag democracy. Hashtag BLM. Hashtag build back better. Hashtag <laughs> wear a mask. Hashtag vaccinate. Slava Ukraine. No lists. No DMs. From North Carolina. Ah, I can breathe. <sighs> I. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I picked her um, or him. Um, been following this person for a long time. 
I picked this person because of this tweet, because this captures the mood lately. I really wish they sold Bailey's Irish Cream and Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that would be a bad idea. <laughs> well, you know what? They do sell it. They do sell it at the CVS in California. <laughs> well, um, anyway, I've been following this person for years. I think um, uh, they've been on Twitter as long as me, probably since two, 2009. A lot of great tweets from this person. Give them a follow. Um, I think this person's hanging in till the end like me and Justice. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because um, I got addicted. I have to be honest. I got addicted to this thing. <laughs> I can't go. <laughs> I can't go. And I don't have the guts. <laughs> like Joe. To just go out like a big, you know, go out with the Molotov cocktail, <laughs> the stick of dynamite, the um, plastic explosive, um, the Tommy gun, <laughs> climb up on the top of the uh, whatever, whatever the the new the nitroglycerin plant, top of the world, ma, top of the world, <laughs> and go out with a bang. You got to stand in front of that tank, Francie, and throw that throw that cocktail. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> Top of the world, Ma. Anyway, uh, you know, I I'm gonna stay until the end on that thing, you know, and and that's who I picked, and and so you know, whoever's on the Twitter thing, check check them out, you know, give them a follow, and we're gonna hold hands, right, Justice <laughs> and, and Tim. Go. We're going to hold hands and Seth. We're going to hold hands and sing. I don't know. What do you guys want to sing? Oh, the bridge is burning down. Big Fatty. Big Fatty's still on. We'll hold hands and we'll, we'll, we'll do a wordle. Oh, you can't do wordle holding hands. <laughs> what did they sing on the Titanic? I don't know. We'll do that. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, and the band played on. And the band played on, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, BJ here on Twitter. We're running late here. And we'll go to oh, Seth. sorry. That's all right. Seth, who's your uh, social media friend this week? Well, my social media friend of the week is my senator, Raphael Warnock. And I am so happy he won. I can't tell you how much he won. And so what I want to do is uh, I've mentioned before that I'm a poll worker and my precinct isn't one of the biggest ones by any means in the metro area. I mean, there's bigger ones and so forth. But I will say that we had the biggest turnout since I've been a poll worker at my precinct. And I would like to go ahead and give you the results in my precinct and then talk about it. So with that, Tim, with your permission, if I could please get a drum roll. Uh, I'd be glad to. And the results are Reverend Raphael Warnock, 180 votes. Herschel Walker, nine votes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's triple digits to one digit, you know? And I tell you what, and see what that, again, our precinct is really just a microcosm, but what it shows you a little bit maybe is the trend, you know? And, And I can tell you, man, the young folks came out. The black folks came out. 
the 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 Latino folks came out, the Asian folks came out. You know, everybody came out in force. And the thing is, if we're if we're gonna turn Georgia really blue, we have to do it in the urban areas. And let me tell you, they came out, and I am so grateful for them. And all the money I donated to Warnock's campaign, you know, the work I do with at the polls, and the talk I have with conversations I have with my friends and people in the area, it all if I feel like it all paid off. You know, well, it's you just see, like this is what we we're going for. Did you see that graph? Did you see that graph of the Gen Z vote in the midterms? Uh. Um, no, I didn't. Okay. For the demographic of 18 to 29, in every single 50 states, they voted overwhelmingly for Democrats. Not Yay. one oh. single um, state voted I mean, Repu- voted uh, Yeah, because we, we care about climate change. We care about a woman's right to choose. They care I about mean, guns These are issues that affect them. They, you know, viscerally. School shootings. <laughs> school yeah. Maxwell, shootings. Thank Maxwell you. Frost. Well, Folks don't want to die in school. I mean, that's pretty. Co- I mean, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, so at Reverend Warnock is my social media follow, and I am so grateful and so happy because I did not want a guy who wanted to be a werewolf as my senator. <laughs> no, there you go. Right? I did not want that. <laughs> I did not want that. Yeah, you know? and and somebody pointed out maybe it was on one of the podcasts Stephanie Miller or something. They're like, well, you know, the thing of it is, is once if he did get elected, he would just keep talking the crazy. You yeah, know? exactly. And then I mean, gosh, and, and and then and then it would just be a constant embarrassment over and over and over again. And speaking of that, I I I, I you know, uh, my my friends who are are black men, you know. All of them. They said that guy's Herschel Walker is an embarrassment to us. Yes. You know, he doesn't represent us and we don't claim him. Like, I don't know what's going on with that guy, but they're like, no, <laughs> that guy, that guy needs to go away. We don't know, you know? And, um, and so I'm just very grateful that we have a really smart, intelligent person as our Senator and not a guy who wants to be a werewolf. There you go. <laughs> so All he, right. He's my social media follow. All right. At sure. Reverend Warnock on Twitter. And let's go to Justice. Who's your social media friend? My social media friend is the Chancery Daily and 99 others found on Twitter at Chancery underscore daily. <clears throat> the alter ego of the Chancery Daily established in 2012, definitely parodic, oft Often neurotic, usually chaotic, always already quixotic, and they can be found at the uh, state of incorporation, if you know. But uh, they are the go-to to get all the dirt and uh, really on-the-spot analysis of what's happening at the hell site. And uh, so their pin tweet will give you uh, a flavor <laughs> of what they're about. If you wonder, and this is in 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 regards to the recent uh, calling the safety council uh, executives like Yoel, I can't remember his last name, Jovsky, I believe, a Jewish guy that uh, he's a groomer pedophile. Okay. I I don't know if you heard about this because you guys have been hanging out at Mastodon, (laughs) leaving us resistance fighters with our little Tommy guns. If we only oh. had the Tommy guns, no one will. Just no throw the warm us. Just throw that cocktail and get out of there. 
We need a Degal. Where is he? Where is he? (laughs) Regardless, uh, this this pin tweet is what that is in regards to. And this has just happened in the last uh, 20 hours. If you wonder what might be motivating Ellen's recent revenge porn style dirt digging and slack archives hypalooza, you know, with Barry Weiss and uh, Tiabi, was it Tiabi? You should familiarize yourself with with what's going on. And that is 140 million bucks is owed to those executives if Ellen cannot prove they were fired for cause. Mm, So follow the Chancery Daily and 99 others at Chancery Daily. And also on the Mastodon at Chancery Daily at Masto.ai. Oh, that's what that means. I thought that's. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for filling me in. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get up to speed. You know, I'm right at that age where I need like some, somebody younger than my grandkids because they're all out of high school now. <laughs> practically. All right. All right. I need, a, I need a junior high school kid to tell me what's going on around here. Yeah. yeah all right. right. <laughs> all right. And let's go to Joe. Who's your social media friend this week? Well, my social media friend of the week is somebody I was. Uh, giving a hard time to <laughs> for the last couple months. You think? But um, have Uh-oh. to give him credit. Have to give him credit. He got a conviction, a Trump Woo! conviction. He got a really big Trump conviction. <laughs> His name was Alvin Bragg. Yes. <laughs> and he's the district attorney of Manhattan. And well, I got to hand it to him. You got one. <laughs> you got one. So good for Alvin. I, he's my Facebook friend, a uh, follow of the week. And uh, by the way, uh, for anybody who missed it, I just want to give you the model for a, a Twitter Molotov cocktail. It goes like this. <laughs> you, you address it directly to Elon Musk. At Elon Musk is a fucking shit-eating, maggot-loving, vomit-inducing, venomous, corpse-eating, skull-fucking, <laughs> cock-snot, ass-mucus, bitch-ass motherfucker, Farewell, Twitter friends. <laughs> Goodbye, <Yeah>. Twitter. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I know that's the way you do it. We're 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 doing tagging for a while and see how. Long <laughs> it you know what, Justice? They actually, they actually, they actually threw me off Twitter before I posted it. They they sensed, they yeah. smelled the gasoline <laughs> coming their way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as soon as I pushed post. Boom, I was gone. Right, right. It was kaboom. There you go. Yeah. All right, all right. Alvin Bragg on the Facebook. He is facebook.com slash Alvin Bragg NYC. And uh, my twi- uh, social media friend this week is on Twitter at Magill, M-A-H-G-I-L-L. I just followed this person because I happened to see that someone reposted on Facebook this uh, this tweet. And uh, Magill says, trying to bring nuance back to Twitter. Stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I crack wise and get testy. Retweets do not mean we can spoon. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, Lauren Bober tweeted, "How could Biden leave Paul Whelan behind when he gave when he gave Putin back a notorious no- criminal known as the Merchant of Death? This is a complete slap in the face to the Whelan family. Really shocked, even for Joe Biden." And <laughs> Magill replied. Whelan was court-martialed by the Marine Corps and received a bad conduct discharge after being convicted of multiple counts of larceny, dereliction of duty, identity identity fraud, false statements, and check fraud. (laughs) Wow. And I did not not know that. Yeah. And also, I read that he lied in a deposition in 2014 that he had a a 
a, a, a bachelor's and a master's degree, and he only Uh-oh. completed two years of undergrad. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that guy is that guy's a mess. Yeah, yeah and, I was gonna say that's and, a problem. That's a problematic trade, just all on the whole. And you can see how a person like that can be turned, and why you probably want to. When I say turned, I mean used as a useful dupe of sorts, at least. Well, I mean, that's probably why he was over there working in the first place, is because he probably probably couldn't get a job in the U.S. Well, the thing about it was, <laughs> is, and this speaks to like the old white man network or whatever, is you know he was a Marine reservist and he did you know he did a tour in Iraq and. But he was discharged dishonorably in 2008. And in 2010, the company he was working for, the Kelly Staffing Services, who does like the Kelly, you know, temporary agency or whatever, he was working for them and they promoted him to global security expert. And I'm like, okay, wait. So you're you're promoting a guy who doesn't really have a degree, who was kicked out of the Marines. And let me tell you. You know, I, I work with the military, and they'll do everything they can to try to, you know, shape people and, and get them on track. If whatever, I mean, you have to be really, really, really egregious <laughs> to to get kicked out of the military. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll give you second chances. They want you to succeed. That's their whole thing. So you have to be really sinister to literally get kicked out. And so he got kicked out. And then this his company, the Kelly Staffing Agency, they were like, oh, you need to be in charge of our global you know, security. And that's where he went back and forth to Russia because he was doing like, you know, international work over in Europe and with Russia. And, and that's where it gets really murky and weird. And But it was only temporary. Yeah, that guy's shady. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know, but but you know, my not point that, is, I mean, I'm not saying shady. I'm I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. that he shouldn't be rescued. I mean, yeah, we should I, bring him back. We should bring him back. But I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, well, the guy was wrongfully convicted anyway. We all know that, no matter what his background is, and nobody deserves yeah. to be held in a Russian prison. But you know, I mean, trying to say. That, you know, oh, because I saw this all over social media. Oh, my God. They didn't bring a Marine home. <laughs> you didn't. A you retired Marine. No. A, a, yeah. Yeah. That's what they I'm saying. I've read, I've read that, too. He's retired. Yeah. He's kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dishonorably discharged yeah. Marine. Yeah. All right. So. He was, he was there since 2018. Who was president in 2018? Yeah, who did nothing for two years to bring him? Yeah, who, who Wait, I know this one. I know, I know. Uh, Trump. Huh. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I mentioned him. <laughs> um, uh, well, we know. We know what. Head, and now Donnie's saying, oh, uh, I would have gotten him out. Really? Oh, really? You, yeah, really? Did you see really? that clip of Did you see that clip of Mike Pence? Saying it's not our job to bring people back. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny that. Funny mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So anyway, so all right. So all these links are in the show notes, and we are running behind here. So we got to get moving on to these clips here, right? So, yeah. So so George Stephanopoulos last Sunday had on Representative Dave Joyce. Uh, I have to ask you a question about uh, Donald Trump's statement yesterday, talking about suspending. Uh, the Constitution, your reaction? Well, you know, when well, uh, President uh, Trump was in office, uh, uh, I didn't make a habit uh, of speaking uh, out of his tweet du jour. I don't know what came out on his, whatever his new social platform is, but, uh, uh, you know, people were not uh-huh. interested in looking backwards. 
the people who gave us the majority, and again, we, we, we barely won it. We barely eked it out. So let's be straight about where we're at. They gave us an opportunity, and we need to perform, and we need to care about the issues that they care about, which is how do they lower the cost at the pump? Now, I know when I go into oh, Heinz really? that the price of everything I buy, eggs, bacon, toast, it all goes up, right? It hasn't gone down. And again, people have to live within a budget. What are we doing to make sure that they fall within that budget? What are we doing to make sure that their lives are better? Oh, really? Then why are you talking about Hunter Biden's sure that laptop? they have the jobs Just keep and uh, the economy is stable and they have the jobs to be able to live and, and take care of Donald Trump was your nominee in 2016 and 2020. You voted for him hmm? in 2016 and 2020. Now he's talking about suspending the Constitution. Can you support a candidate in 2024 who's for suspending the Constitution? Well, again, it, it's early. I think there's going to be a lot of people in the primary. I think at the end of the day, uh, you will say, uh, whoever the Republicans end up pick, I'll fall in behind because that's... Even if it's Donald Trump as he's called for suspending the Constitution? Well, again, I think it's going to be a big field. I don't think Donald Trump's going to clear out the field like he did in the 60s. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you, if he's the nominee, will you support him? Uh, I will support whoever the Republican nominee is. And I just don't think that at this point he'll be able to get there because I think there's a lot of other good quality candidates out there. That's a remarkable statement. You just, you'd support a candidate who's come out for suspending the Constitution? Well, you know, he, he says a lot of things. Uh, you have to take him in context. And right now, no. uh, it, we, I have to worry about making sure as a Republican governance group and a Republican majority that we make things work for American people. And I can't be uh, really like chasing every Hunter one Biden's of these laptop. crazy statements that come out about from any of these candidates at the moment. But that's an extraordinary statement. You can't come out against someone who's for suspending the Constitution? Well, first off, it has no ability to suspend the Constitution. Secondly, but he says he's for it. Well, you know, he says a lot of things, wow. that, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's ever going to happen. So you've got to accept uh, exact fact from uh, fantasy. What? And fantasy is that the, we're going to suspend the Constitution and go backwards. We're what? moving forward, and we're going to continue to move forward no, as a Republican majority and as a, a Republican conference. I don't see how you can move forward if your candidate is for suspending the Constitution, but thank you for your time this morning. Oh, hang your balls on the Christmas tree, make it look so bright. Hang your balls on the Christmas tree, oh, happy Christmas night. Yeah, it sounded like uh, George Stephanopoulos hung some balls on the Christmas tree there. <laughs> you know, I just wish they'd just come out and just admit it, because, you know, if you go out on the street right now, and they've been doing this for decades, and you have... Yeah. A man on the street, a woman on the street, read the Bill of Rights. Uh, all of the Republicans think it's a communist manifesto. Well, I mean, the thing is, like... Every single time, every year they do this. Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, well, we're going to do something about it, bringing down these gas prices. Um, excuse me, have you been to the pump gas lately? <laughs> I know, they've been coming down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I haven't noticed. Yeah, of course they are. The midterms are over. Bacon, <laughs> eggs, and toast? Yeah, right. And then, oh, and we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna bring down the cost of toast and eggs, you know, and, and milk. You know, meanwhile, all they're talking about is uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. And, uh. and, and George Stephanopoulos, the dude said terminate. He didn't say yeah, suspend. not suspend. He said terminate. terminate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. Yep. Don't whitewash it. Buddy, and when you're trying to run government like a business, democracy yeah. always gets in the way, and there's no democracy in business. Right. Well, and then, uh, and then, uh, Representative Mike Turner was on with uh, CBS's Margaret Brennan. You talked about um, being open about intelligence. Um, I'm well, wondering, in your new role, will you be asking the director of 
national intelligence for a briefing uh, and a damage assessment related to Mar-a-Lago and the documents the former president took to his private home. Uh, that's already in process. I mean, we've it already, already talked. I, it it, it has not, Congress, but it's been largely a sketch. Yes, and I've just talked to the director of national intelligence about this particular issue. One issue that we've I've discussed with uh, the director, which is very, very interesting, is, is that, you know, prior to the Mar-a-Lago uh, raid, no one in the intelligence community or in the national security community was engaged at all by the FBI to request an assessment as to what the risk of the documents that had been surrendered from Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. or that might have been at Mar-a-Lago or that were even perceived as being missing. And you think the Justice this Department was, should have- This was just the FBI and the um, and the archivist, which is basically a glorified librarian, um, <clears throat> coming together and deciding to, to raid Mar-a-Lago. Now, but you're not downplaying get, the taking classified material to your private Absolutely home. not. It, there, there were just there were other options the that the FBI had versus the escalation that, that they did. That certainly is going to be one of the questions we have. The, the director of national intelligence indicated they have conducted uh, their risk assessment and they are prepared to give um, both of our committees on the Senate and the House uh, a presentation as to what those are. Do you have a sense of when or what the scale of the point, damage is? At this point, it's just a scheduling issue. We just had a meeting uh, with the director, uh, both um, <clears throat> Senator Warner, myself, and mm-hmm. um, uh, Adam Schiff. And as they look to how do we get everybody scheduled together and those who've done the assessment, because again, yeah. it's not just the director that will be coming, right. they'll have to come forward to give us what did they see, what do they have, and how do they perceive uh, the threat uh, that may or may not have existed from some of these documents? Um, this may seem a basic question, but all elected leaders uh, swear to uphold the Constitution. Yes. Does calling for its suspension, uh, is, is that disqualifying for presidential candidates? It's certainly not consistent you know with the, the I do. It's, it's certainly not, not consistent with the oath that we all take. So yesterday, uh, the frontrunner for the Republican nomination, the standard bearer for your party, posted on Truth Social, and we know he lost the 2020 election, but continues to claim he did not. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Should the standard bearer for the Republican Party, the front runner for the nomination for the presidency for your party in 2024, say this? Well, I mean, you know, I... I, I, I First of all, I vehemently disagree with uh, with the statement that, that Trump has made. Trump has made, you know, a thousand statements in which I, I, I disagree. Um, there is a political process that has to go forward uh, before anybody Constitutional is. Constitutional conservatives before anybody, are pretty clear about bef- where they value be- the Constitution. Right, exactly. Right? Is be- there any there scenario where the Constitution? You do get to pick the questions, but I do get to pick my answer. I know. Um, I'm trying to get you to answer question. the question I'm asking. There is a political process that has to go forward before anybody's a front runner or anybody is a. Um, even uh, the candidate uh, for the party. And I think that, and I believe, absolutely. And I believe, answering your question, uh, that people certainly are going to take into consideration a statement like this as they evaluate a candidate. Mm-hmm. I also have to ask you about the other statement um, and the people that he has been spending time with. Um, a neo-Nazi pro-Putin misogynist named Nick Fuentes came to have dinner with the former president at his home alongside Kanye West, who just this past week praised Hitler. This is atrocious. I mean, this is true. Everybody, I think everyone both condemns and is shocked and is as, as disgusted and nauseated by the fact that we're even in this year, you know, in 2022, having anyone that would make statements 
uh, like that nevertheless have anybody who would engage in a conversation with someone who is having making statements like that. So having Absolutely. classified documents at the same place where they're having the dinner, which were not well, that's, that's necessarily not. securely held, <laughs> right. government records that should be in government property, all those things together, the problem. Huh? Well, as you know, the FBI raided his home. It's probably there are not classified documents there. But I, all of these are issues of judgment. The premise and of saying you, he doesn't know who he's having dinner with at that home. These are all issues of judgment. And a political process has to go forward. And I believe voters are smart. And they'll take those things into consideration in a political process. Uh-huh. Well, let's start off by, uh-huh. by the FBI did not raid Trump's <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. They executed a, a, a fully a legal warrant. search warrant. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there were classified documents, and you can see all the envelopes where it says right yes. on, on it. Well, yes. he's yes. saying that they weren't there at the time of the dinner, but how does he know? Right. Well, they, just, they, have see them all. The, they don't even know they have them all. The, the, right. the point is, they're not even talking about the documents just at the end of last week here, where yes. the third-party company that they hired to ferret out stuff found some stuff. In a locker, right in Miami Beach, yeah, well, or wherever yeah. like wherever Mar-a-Lago is located. Well, let's start sure. off nearby. Let's start off that the judge what? ordered ordered Trump's lawyers to have that done by an independent because they already signed a letter saying that that all the stuff was turned over and it wasn't. Right, nope. you know, nope. was it Jenna Ellis signed that letter or whatever? And and Bob, yeah, yeah. Bob, yeah. Bob, 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 Bob's, 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 the, the parking Bob. the parking lot lawyer, right? Yeah, and, and then you know, and then they find they that, but you know the, the fact that they the Justice Department asked asked uh, the judge to hold them in contempt, contempt for those additional two documents that they turn in, but I agree with the judge. The judge said no. You know what? If you believe there's more documents. Come ask me for a search warrant, and I'll give it to you. There you go. You know, there and then you go yeah. execute it. And if you find anything there, well, you know. And she didn't really deny the the uh, the warrant or the uh, the contempt the, the contempt charge. She put it on. Uh, it's it's still on the table. She's like, well, yeah. indict him. She's just like, go 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 work indict it him. Out, yeah, you know, and let's see where this goes. Right, and then we'll talk about it. But not now. Right. And I love I love how all of these like strict constitutionalists now are like bending the constitution, like, oh well the the presidential archivist and the Library of Congress are just like glorified librarians <clears throat> and only okay. commies like libraries. Hmm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Morning man. Joe, man. Mika on Morning Joe. Are we gonna say something? Oh, oh I, 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 w- I was just gonna say, I mean I really hope that he he he. There's some consequences for his handling of classified documents because oh God, yes. it's incredibly egregious. And like you know, and I've said with with my work as a contractor for the government. I mean, we have to go through training just in the off chance we might get spillage, and what to do about it, how to recognize it, and so on and so forth. And this is drilled into our heads. Yeah. And I'm like. I just, I just, it, it's just so egregious that I really, really hope something becomes of it because, I mean, we have to take our information seriously and secure it. So, well, yeah, I, I I've just that. seen too many or read too many Lacari novels that, you know, uh, it's not so much if our own people were killed because of Trump's egregious actions, but allies' people, mm-hmm. and how do we, yeah. 
how do we publicize that? Yeah, right. Well, you know, I mean, that's it. You 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 saw that video was going around during the Mueller investigation with with the the FBI raiding and arresting you know everybody, Kellyanne Conway, and then at the end, you know, or uh, and Jared and Ivanka, and they have the big scene in the parking garage where they get they get pulled out of the yep. cars, and at the end, you know, the Godfather. Trump, you know, is being perp walked out the door. But somebody needs to redo that with Jack Smith instead of instead of Robert Mueller from Russia with love. But uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that from what all the legal analysts are saying, they're saying that Jack isn't playing. So yeah. But anyway, Morning Joe, uh, Mika Brzezinski, she, she was having fun with John Howman, doing a little role play about these Republicans who were hamana 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 about uh, being asked about Trump's. Uh, Whatever troth, troth. <laughs> oh. You're walking into the Capitol, right? Reporters are approaching you. There's Casey Hunt. There's Lemire. Okay, they're coming up to you, and they they get a mic in your face, and they say, "What do you think of Donald Trump wanting to terminate the Constitution?" Right? Here's your moment. It's the biggest softball of your life. Right? Okay, this is your moment, and here you go. I'm going to give you a little. Why don't you write this down? Okay. Um, to terminate the Constitution is to terminate America. Donald Trump is wrong, and I can no longer support him at all as a presidential candidate, as an American citizen. You can't be an American citizen and want to terminate the Constitution. You can do it. Write it down. It's easy, and it's important. Welcome back to Morning Joe. It's Monday, December 5th. Jonathan Lemire, Reverend Al Sharpton, and Caddy Kay are still with us. And Joining the conversation, we have NBC News national affairs analyst, co-host of Showtime's The Circus, John Heilman, and senior columnist for The Daily Beast, Matt Lewis, is with us this morning. Good to have you all. Former President Donald Trump's false claim about the 2020 election now have him calling for the Constitution to be terminated. It came after Twitter owner Elon Musk promised to expose how the company suppressed free speech by blocking the New York Post's story about Hunter Biden in the run-up to the 2020 election. The so-called Twitter files were released on Friday, but failed to show any evidence that Democrats or the government pressured Twitter into suppressing the story. Still, Trump tweeted this on Saturday with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception and working closely with big tech companies, the DNC, the Democrat Party. Do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulation, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. In response, former Trump National Security Advisor John Bolton tweeted, all real conservatives must oppose Trump's re-election bid. Hello, good advice. But most top Republican senators, members of Congress, and governors have so far been silent. John Hellman, why can't they just say it? Mm. Hmm, why? You know, 
Uh, Mika, I don't know. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I, I, I liked everything about that scenario you laid out before, yeah. except for the, like, Lemire is a reporter asking Lemire, right, but he's good any, at that. That was like, I asked tons I had a little, Lemire, I had a little cognitive reporters. dissonance there. There's Lemire, Lemire, there's Casey, there's lots of reporters out there that got the mic in your face. I can do it. I'm going to ask you some tough questions in a minute. Yeah, here we go. We're going to, yeah, you want to, you've challenged him. Shiver me timbers. But seriously, it's easy. Well, it's not, it's clearly not easy for them. Why? No, no, I don't want to know why. I don't care. I don't care about Donald Trump. This is about them now. We've been having this conversation for six years. Yes, no, we no. have. This is different. Terminating. The, by the way, let me give you a two-week scenario, John Heilman. Anti-Semitism, right. racism. I mean, Kanye, Nick Fuente, Oath Keepers, guys. January 6th. I mean, really? What? Guys. Do you need like a, a, a storyboard to, to help you understand like our core values getting spit on week by week, month by month, day by day by this sick, cruel fascist. I, and then he talks about terminating our constitution, yeah. John Heilman, and these Republicans have their moment. They're in a corner. Are they going to step no, out of no, it? No, this is my point. The point I'm trying to make is I've watched this show for the last six years. I, I've seen Donald Trump. Uh, we've, this point's been made. I know it's bad. You don't have to, for me at least, I'm aware how bad the last two weeks have been. But, you know, there was this insurrection that happened two years ago, and that was also a way of asking to be have the Constitution thrown out. Only there were actually a violent mob that was assembled to do it for him, and Republicans didn't walk away from then. I've watched the show. We say, we've said this for a very long time. To me, there, the question, Mika, is this. What's been demonstrated consistently time and time again over the course of the last six years is that there is no bottom for the Republican Party. That's right. They will never... Never walk away from Donald Trump. The only question was before was yeah. they would not ever do it on principle because that was wrong, because of the Constitution, because they thought that Trump had done something so bad that they couldn't mm -hmm. tolerate it. There's no bright, there's no red line over which Trump can step. The only question throughout all of it was would there ever come a point where Trump was so politically toxic that they would see their political self interest imperiled? At that moment, some of us said, well, that will be the thing, not principle. Pure, pragmatic. They're going to so, lose. So, that, let me just me finish. Oh, really? If they were okay. going to lose, mm -hmm. if they were going to lose, and now I think we have the answer to that too, Mika, uh -huh. which is it doesn't matter that even now Trump is politically toxic, and they are all going to lose because of Trump to the extent, to the extent they still tie. Okay, so how about this? So how about there this? is no bottom. How about if Saul Hill, no Alec Vitale, or Garrett Haig run up at the microphone yeah, yeah. and they say, and they have the time to say, yeah. excuse me, Mr. Jordan, Elise Devonick, who went to Harvard or something like that, she, I think she's got a brain. I think yeah. she does read. Yeah. Okay, so we could start there yeah. and say, Ms. Devonick, Congressman Stefanik, or Congressman Jordan, um, do we really want to go back to January 6th? Do we want to go back to S-hole countries? Do we want to go back to Muslim bans? Do we want to go back to Charlottesville? Do we, oh, I'm sorry, you only have a short-term memory? Do we want to go back to January 6th? Do we really want to go back to that? Because now your guy is talking about terminating the Constitution. Can you denounce it? They can't? He's a private citizen. Uh, uh, he says a lot of things. Really? That's what, they're, that's what they're going to you say. That's Can a, you support but that's exactly what the guy said on the <laughs> on the clips we already played, right? That's it. Yeah. You know, did you guys see what happened in Peru this past week? Did you see yes. that? Yes. 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 Right. So the president. Um, no, I didn't actually. What's up? So the president of Peru, <laughs> he tried to dissolve the was it a parliament oh, or, right. or Congress? Congress? And and so they they met and impeached his ass and arrested him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we do that too? And threw him out of office. <laughs> I think we can. 
Yeah. I think we're reluctant to. That's the problem. Yeah. Wow. I mean, why didn't we do that? <laughs> they tried to impeach him, but they didn't get enough votes in the Senate. So right. But you know, and, and it's it's because. It, you know, Jack Smith could go out and indict him tomorrow, and Jack Smith could put him in jail tomorrow. Yes. And the only reason they're not doing it is because he's the next president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unprecedented. Well, it was unprecedented that a president would take top classified information and steal it. Thank right. you. Yeah. You know, so it is unprecedented because we had an unprecedented criminal uh, syndicate. Running the White House for four fucking years. Right, right. Thank you. Yeah. Two billion, two billion wandered through Jared's account. I'm just saying. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I keep seeing, I keep seeing uh, memes on Facebook of, uh, uh, mm. it's like pictures of Jared and Ivanka, and we're, and it's like we're, we're, we hope that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop tells us about the two billion, two billion dollars. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know. But uh, but can, anyway, can, yeah, can, the, the, can I can I mention something about the uh, Mika clip there and stuff? Because mm-hmm. um, I have to confess, I sometimes hate watch Morning Joe, <laughs> and yeah. I've noticed there was a bit of friction early in the week between Mika and Joe, and then by Wednesday he wasn't there, and it was like Mika in the morning, and it was quite lovely because I wasn't quite used to. You know, her being able to talk without Joe interrupting her all the time. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't ah, know. I mean, I, I kind of liked it, actually. Yeah, I'm, I usually don't get a chance to watch it because I'm because of work. But uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, oh, wow. But uh, I know that was a long clip, too. But uh, I just I just thought it was really good because it pointed out none of these guys have a spine. Seriously, there yeah. is no bottom. There is no bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Mitch McConnell. Well, if Trump's the nominee, I guess I'll support him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, the guy, you know, the same way. And they all seem like squares that tell you, oh, you know, you need to delay gratification. And they can't do it themselves. They, they're right. opportunists for the immediate rather than seeing the consequences of their actions and weighing those consequences and deciding on what you're going to do immediately. They can't do that. Right. Well, and the other thing that irritates me is like, oh, Kevin McCarthy, one, that he thinks he's even going to be speaker. <laughs> Number two is, is that, oh, on day one, we're going to read the Constitution out loud on the House floor. Um, hello. Every Congress does that. They do it every two years. Hello. Haven't you watched <laughs> watched it? Jesus, like they're doing something. Oh, we're going to open Congress every day with prayer. Hello, they've opened Congress every day with prayer for 200 years. <laughs> well, well, both Dave, that those clips earlier with Joyce and uh, Mike Turner, you know, they, they have this platitude of like, oh, well, the American voters are smart enough to know that. No, they count on their voters not being smart enough to know that the Constitution is read. Yeah. In the well of Congress yeah. every right. Yeah, year. so they're going to get up there and they're going to read the Constitution on the floor when the head of their party doesn't believe in it. <laughs> Ted, Ted Lou offered to read the ins- insurrection clause. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. There you go. It, right. It's like the Republicans just want to double, triple, quadruple down on stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know. Trump, we Trump, he lost the presidency, the House, and the Senate. He lost a whole bunch of other elections. He bought, lost, you know, a bunch of a secretary of 
of state, I mean, elections, it's like he constantly loses, and they're like, we're going to stick with that guy, the loser guy, because yeah. Trump. I mean, it doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense, but, I mean, that's what they want to do. They want to double down on losing. Yeah. Weird. Well, Joe, I think hmm? – we'll Go oh, ahead, Justin. No, go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say, I just think that, um, you know, representative democracy is now deemed to not be a seller and authoritarian fascism is. So that's where the money's going. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Joe, to set you up for the clown car mm. segment, uh, did you hear John Kennedy? These woke, high IQ, oh, stupid people, they're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. <laughs> they hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate Dr. Zeus, and they hate Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> the, these woke, High IQ stupid people, they walk around, they walk around with Ziploc bags of kale. It's not kale. That they can eat to give them energy. Oh my God. Now, you don't eat kale, that's up to you. I don't eat kale. You know why? Because you're a fat shit. Kale tastes to me like I'd rather be fat. (laughs) You are. And these high IQ people, the wokers in charge in Washington, D.C., the berserk wing of the Democratic Party, they hyperventilate on their yoga mats if if you use the wrong pronoun. They're all over Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you fraud. I know. You fraud. You don't talk like that. Boghorn Leghorn. Seriously. Um. My he hands hands is made out of kale, like like, just, like you know. Gomer Pyle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. Haney, Jesus Christ. Christ. Mr. Haney, right? Yeah, yeah and uh, Kale's. <laughs> he's a goddamn road scholar. Yeah, and Kale's pretty he's tasty. He's full of shit. He's full of shit. He's and shit. believe me, if you're looking at my friends with their bags, that ain't Kale. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, I, isn't isn't Foghorn Leghorn there? Isn't he so, supposedly a man of the South? Yeah, Supposedly, yes. Foghorn Leghorn was from Texas, I think. Yeah. Okay, well, well, then, then, then that's an iffy proposition because they're. Yeah, well, Mr. Haney was from Hootersville. That's right. All right. <laughs> and the reason I bring this up is because whenever they invoke woke as a pejorative is because they're too lazy to use the n-word right and kale and others of those uh botanical edibles are known as greens right which is a very integral part of southern cooking especially in the households that i grew up in well he doesn't i don't know why this guy thinks that kale or any of the greens are supposed to be part of woke culture unless he's trying to make everybody afraid in their minds of you know being they're they're finally going to kill us in our sleep for giving them equal rights oh my god yeah well somebody please put some mushrooms somebody please put some kale on his uh uh, mushroom, mushroom, bacon, <laughs> cheeseburger. Why, why do Southerners oh. always turn one-syllable words into two? Right? Yeah. Oh. Why is it oh, it's uh, kale? It's not kale. Kale. Right. I, I, we just do that. We don't even. Uh, not only do we do that, Joe, Yow. but we also like to take a whole sentence and turn it into like one word, like 
man, I you know it all about man. That that is a very common Southern thing to say. Like I don't I don't know if you could interpret it, but what I said was, man, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. But we do that. That's our thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're weird. Are we ready to go see what's happening? I'm going to wash my kale in the creek. Right. That's kale. 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 Are you ready to go? Well, there's a, a lot of different southern dialects. They're all over the place. I you, say, you don't say insurance. You say insurance. Insurance. That's right. Insurance. That's right. Down the creek. Well, to uh, me, it's a pecan and not a pecan. Although a lot of people say it's a pecan, but I think it's a pecan. So I could go with either of those. Well, are you ready to see what's happening? Are you racing what's happening down in the uh, cla- cla- own car garage? <laughs> yeah, because, wait, wait, I got, I got to dip into my bag of care before I read this. All right, all right. How the, Gr- how the uh, Grinch Nacky stole Herschel's Christmas. <laughs> how Grinch Nacky stole Christmas, yes. As a cactus, you're as charming as an ear, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black beard. Just face the music, you're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an Your brain is full of spiders You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole The man gives no meaning to social distancing In your smile You have all the tender sweetness Of a the crocodile Oh, Mr. Grinch Given the choice between you I'd take the Seasick crocodile Oh, but wait a minute, folks Cause you ain't heard nothing yet You're a power Well, Mr. Grinch Full of unwashed socks, your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. 
The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stick! Stack! Of that song I have ever heard. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Forbes. <laughs> yes, it is. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So uh, we're not saying that Steve Kornacki stinks, stinks, stunk. <laughs> oh. Unless he's been at that board for four days without a shower. <laughs> Which yes. Which yes, right? I think they have a shower behind that board. You know oh, that? okay. <laughs> so, you know, my apologies to uh, Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, this is in honor of Seth. <laughs> I, knew well, you you. The, I knew you were going to be on the show this week, so I wrote this especially awesome. for you, Seth. Oh, thank you so much. And you could use this uh, alongside all your, your Christmas, uh, like if you're going to read a Christmas carol or anything. This is how the Grinch Nacky. <laughs> Stole Christmas from Herschel. <laughs> okay, you ready, kids? Yes. Gather around. Gather around, kids. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, get your heads ready. <laughs> okay. Every Trumper in Georgia liked Herschel a lot. But most voters in Georgia who voted did not. <laughs> they didn't like Walker's senatorial bid. Oh, nope. boy. Now, please don't ask us why. Ask one of his kids. <laughs> right. Okay. Daddy. There's a lot. It could be the voters knew Herschel was dumb. Is he dumb, Daddy? It could be that he couldn't add one and one. <laughs> it's two, Daddy. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that his brain was two sizes too small. Oh, <laughs> but whatever the reason, his math or his brain, seeing Herschel in Congress drove George's insane. Right. <laughs> Staring down at their ballots at his name on the page threw voters in Georgia into tantrums and rage. <laughs> for, for they knew that the Trumpers wanted this dope to clog up the Senate with Republican votes. Yep. Yay! <laughs> and he's spinning his lies, they snarled with a grin. They think that for Christmas, the Herschel will win. <laughs> no! Then they said to themselves, without one little doubt, we'll vote Warnock in and vote Herschel out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For most Georgians knew, if Herschel won with this ruse... He'd be voting with Graham McConnell and Cruz. And they'll screech and they'll scream and make terrible noise. All the noise, all the noise, all the noise, 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 noise. And they'll scream and they'll holler until we're deaf about Biden's agenda being way too far left. And they'll scream and they'll scream and they'll scream, 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 scream. Well, they're going to do that they, anyway. <laughs> I know. They would scream about laptops till their heads swelled mm -hmm. like yeast. <laughs> Which was something Chuck Sumer couldn't stand in the least. And then there was something George's liked least of all. 
was how Herschel Walker would slither and crawl and look mm-hmm. in the camera and lie to us all. Mm-hmm. And he'd lie and he'd lie and he'd lie, 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 lie. He'd lie about girlfriends. He'd lie about wives. He'd lie about children and how he's pro-life. Never paid for abortions. Was a cop. And somehow, how a bull he once knew knocked up every cow. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that was about. <laughs> He talked about werewolves, vampires, pronouns, while Graham and Cruz played his personal clowns. Yeah. The more Georges heard this cuckoo bird sing, the more they thought, we must stop this whole thing. Absolutely. Why, for at least a year, we've put up with him now. We must stop Herschel from winning. But how? <laughs> yep. Then they got an idea. A terrific idea. Georgia voters got a wonderful, brilliant idea. We know what to do, they said to themselves, and they pulled their car keys down from the shelves. <laughs> right. Around all of Georgia, they circled their cars. They circled their cars fast, telling all Warnock viewers, get off your ass. <laughs> Around the whole state, they unfolded their plan. Pick up every voter, from youngsters to grams. And give them a ride to their polling station to save all our freedoms, to save our great nation. They stuffed them in Chevys and old Subarus. They stuffed them in pickups, one by one, two by two. They went to the drive-in, then they went to the drive-in and gave them all snacks, pizza and soda, McMuffins, Big Macs. (laughs) As they went to the polls, the caravan grew. For those Georgians, they knew. They knew what to do. Yeah, Siri didn't understand there. (laughs) Now we'll all vote for Warnock, they said loud to cheers. And keep him in office for another six years. Yes. As they all got in line, Herschel tugged at their sleeves. Why vote for Warnock instead of for me? But the voters in line were so smart and so slick, they gave him an answer and gave it up quick. (laughs) Why ain't I my dumb little snot, the voter said to the lad. All the lights have gone out in your empty head. (laughs) So we're sending you home to your nice Texas digs to enjoy a great Christmas with your hundreds of kids. (laughs) (laughs) And the fib fooled poor Herschel as they patted his head. Now go vote for Warnock and then straight to bed. And when you wake when you wake up, this all will have passed. You can go back to Texas with your sorry ass. <laughs> and when Herschel awoke and turned on his TV, there was Steve Karnacki on NBC declaring the winner was Warnock, not he. Yes. And what happened then? Well, in Georgia they say Fox News pulled the plug. And called it a day. (laughs) (laughs) And Americans thought something they hadn't before. Maybe Georgia isn't so red anymore. Maybe Trumpism, perhaps, was a large oozing sore. Mm, Right. And before Georgia voters turned off their TVs, Karnacki left a present under their Christmas tree. He gave his last total. Just one more time. It was Dems 51, GOP 49. 
That was one of your best. So yeah, <laughs> perfect yes. for the holiday season. So how the, <laughs> so how the Grinch Snacky stole Herschel's Christmas is the uh, name of the show. Yes. <laughs> the Grinch Snacky. Uh, right. So uh, James Carville had a little bit to say about Herschel. Obviously, we saw a lot of candidates like Herschel Walker, supported by the former president, handpicked in many cases by the former president, lose their elections last month. What do you think is going to happen in Georgia tomorrow? Well, I don't know, but Herschel Walker has run the most bufonic Senate campaign I've ever seen. In America. <laughs> the most what? Bufonic. It's a derivative word, buffoon. But the polling, uh, uh, this Democratic happy talk worries me a little bit. Uh, the polling I've seen is, 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 is tight. I mean, Warnock's got a slight lead, but this is Georgia and anything can happen. And this happy talk, I hope no Democrats see this and decide to stay home because they, they're going to have to carry through Election Day. And the early vote looks good, but they're going to take a shot. What's going to happen, I think, is Warnock's going to take a big lead, then Walker's going to cut into it when these rural counties start reporting, and then probably oh. Warnock will win with Fulton and that's exactly what happened. James, I, I got I to gotta yeah. ask, what was particularly bufonic about Walker's campaign? Bufonic. I don't know, good air replacing bad air in China, werewolves uh, uh, can beat <laughs> vampires. I mean, what, what else can you do? I mean, that's ludicrous. And I, I, I can't think of, a, of another Senate campaign that has said as many ludicrous and silly things as Herschel Walker said. There you go, right? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I was kind of surprised Anderson even had to ask that question. I'm well, like, come on, man, were you have you not been paying attention? To well, and the thing is, is the know? fact that he, what he's saying there, how was it even as close as it was, really? Yes. And they mm-hmm. just kept pointing out Tuesday night that politics has become team sports. Take the candidate out. If it's you vote for your team, no matter who the candidate is, no matter how ridiculous the candidate is, right. it's tribal politics. So, mm. and well, jo- yeah. I, you know, I agree Seth, with that 100%. Seth, Seth might agree with me on this. Now, I'm not saying that I'm ever been a longtime resident of the South, but I've been, I've been a student of the South. And uh, making inroads in what was known as the old boy network has been long time in coming, but that old boy network still exists. Yep. And uh, putting up a Herschel Walker as an example of that, they guessed wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then on no, Tuesday, I agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah. And then on Tuesday, uh, while Seth, you, uh, your state was out at the polls, uh, they held a, a uh, event at the Capitol to honor the police mm-hmm. that oh. were uh, on for January sixth. Oh, 6th. oh yes, Brian Sicknick oh. explains here what happened. It's explanatory, but you know, they they came out right away and condemned what happened on January sixth. And whatever hold that Trump has on them, they've backstepped, they've danced. They won't admit to wrongdoing, not necessarily them themselves, but of Trump, of the rioters. I mean, people like people like Louis Roman, who presented an American flag that was flown over the Capitol to a January 6th rioter, and told them they were a patriot. It's disgusting. And now it takes away everything my brother's done. Takes away my blood, but the, the heroism my brother showed 
you know, okay, you don't no, think no, you no. don't think they deserve the handshake in this context? No, 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 definitely not. No, because they because unlike Bush Cheney, they have no idea what integrity is. They can't say enough of what's right and wrong. Well, it's no with them. It's party first. Liz gave up her political career to do what was right and try to find the truth. She's 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 the one ray of hope for her and the whole committee. That they can show integrity, that they can show they actually care about the process, about democracy, about everything that goes on. And these guys are, you know, oh, you know, as long as he's got a big R in front of it, we're going to do whatever he does. There you go. Amen. Amen. Yes, that was right after the Sicknick family walked right past McConnell, <laughs> walked yep. right past Kevin McCarthy, who had yep. their hands outstretched and just ignored them. And that's why. Yeah, I'm glad they did it. I, yeah. I feel like that makes a statement, a statement that needed to be made. Well, this, so, I mean, this yeah. was an amazing week. I mean, Trump got shot down in court, special master, gone. His, his, his company got convicted on all 17 counts. And, mm-hmm. then, and then Reverend Warnock. I want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And and to God be the glory. For the great things that God has done. And after a hard-fought campaign, or should I say campaigns? Yeah. Hello. Right. It, it is my honor to utter the four most powerful words ever spoken in a democracy. The people have spoken. There you go. Right there. You know, I've seen it. I've seen the meme. He's won four times in two years. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it, it actually, that's right. He had to win two elections in, uh, in two years, four times, so that he can serve another six years. Yep. yep. Those, were yeah, all prime, those were all prime numbers. Yeah, I think they're a whole price. Yeah. We have more elections in Georgia than you can shake a stick at. It's just nuts, you know? And it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, the whole runoff thing is an offshoot of racism, you know? Well, it's not really it's, founded it's, in anything. It's a vestige from Reconstruction. But I will say mm-hmm. this much, though. You know what, Seth? If that law hadn't been on the books, <clears throat> Purdue would have been reelected. Because I thought about that too. He was you're, he was ahead right. he was ahead yeah. of John Ossoff in the original yeah. vote, but Ossoff beat him in the runoff. So no, it's a double edged sword for yeah, sure. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I heard that they were going to even consider ranked voting in Georgia. Is that true, Seth? Yeah, I heard that too. I I haven't heard that yet. Not so I I don't know. I mean, we'll see how that goes. Well, look what happened yeah. in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He killed yeah. off Mama Bear. Well, it also, it also, it also, but, but it uh, kind of, it kind of showed that there was ballot splitting in the general then, huh? 
Right, but all but the other thing it did was it it, it wrestled away the stranglehold the GOP had on on all the races in Alaska. You know, I was I was talking about in the Georgia oh. election where, uh, you know, Kemp bringing his vote out. There's a lot of people that voted for Kemp that uh, did not vote for uh, Herschel in the in the in the runoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that e- sort even of, as a Georgian, I don't completely understand that. Like, I wish I could so I could tell you with clarity, like why that is. Right. Honestly, I don't know. It, it's it's just because numbers numbers were up for this runoff. I mean, in historical, from what I'm understanding, maybe I'm seem well, like what I'm saying is I don't understand Republican politics in Georgia to the point where it makes sense to. To, to vote for Kemp and Warnock, like, I just, it does yeah. not compete. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I get compete. it. I mean, I don't get it either. Right. Yep. But uh, mm-hmm. Joy, Joy Reid was uh, also celebrating with you, <laughs> Seth. The triumph of Senator Raphael Warnock narrowly defeating his unqualified Trump-backed opponent. But will Republicans actually do any soul-searching after another defeat for Team Trump? Uh, I think you know the answer. Also tonight, democracy was on the ballot in the midterms. Now it's on the it's on the line in the Supreme Court, with conservative justices possibly set to give state legislatures the power to overturn the will of the voters. And shades of January 6th in Germany, where dozens of people are under arrest, charged with plotting to overthrow the democratically elected government. But we begin tonight with a reminder of what Georgia voters rejected on Tuesday. So I've been telling this little story about this bull out in the field (laughs) with six cows and three of them are pregnant. What? So you know you got something going on. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I don't want to be a vampire anymore. I want to be a werewolf. This election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. Why are they bringing pronouns in our military? What the heck is a pronoun? Well, Georgia and America averted that disaster last night and instead made history, sending Democrat Raphael Warnock back to the Senate, giving Georgia's first black senator, only the 11th black senator in American history, a full six-year term. Choosing a candidate with competence, Georgians smacked down the ignorance and cynicism of Republicans' decision to stand by Walker, who they now freely admit was a disaster. One Republican told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, quote, Herschel was like a plane crash into a train wreck that rolled into a dumpster fire and an orphanage and then an animal shelter. You kind of had to watch it squinting through one eye between your fingers. Oh, wait, hit the wrong one, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. A train crash into a plane crash into a dumpster fire. (laughs) Uh, yeah, they were playing. The Republicans were thinking they could. Shelter. Wow. Yeah, the Republicans thought they were going to play the celebrity card that was going to pay off on them because, you know, they had lost the races previously with Warnock and Ossoff. And, and I always thought, I was like, that's uh, that's dubious at best, you know? I mean, but then again, I guess they figured, well, we've already lost against Warnock with our, our best, so let's just, just shoot for the stars and yeah, try I, a Hail Mary pass with this celebrity Let us not be naive to think that the Republicans are now going to enlarge their tent. No, they're going to make it harder for people to vote. Right. Yeah. They're going to probably make it so you can only vote between 
between one and three on a Tuesday after the second full moon or something. Right. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's just. Really oh, crazy. Man, I, oh, oh, let me speak to that because it is so difficult to vote in Fulton County. It's like I voted the Monday after Thanksgiving and I stood in line for one hour and 45 minutes. And the reason why I did that is because as a poll worker, I knew I couldn't vote on voting day and that the rain was coming. And so and that was my third attempt. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to I had to bail on the other attempts because I had other things to do. So when you're a Georgia voter, you're very, you know, resilient and, and you start early and you try it often because you know that you may not make it your first, second or third attempt. So you just keep at it and it's nuts. That's all yeah. I say. Well well and I mean the thing is, like I said, we we saw so much good news this week, you know, from what mm-hmm. happened in Peru. I I played that really? clip also at the beginning of that clip because Joy talked about what happened in Germany, where they arrested the people yeah. that were they were planning to overthrow the, the democratically elected government. We saw what happened in yep. Peru. They threw the president out yep. and out of, out and arrested him for trying to overthrow the government. <laughs> you know, yep. we had. Uh, let's not forget Bolsonaro. Yeah. 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 Right. And then uh, we had this. On this vote, the yeas are 258, the nays are 169, present one. Yay. The motion is adopted. Yes. Yay. I was so happy. Yeah, she started to cry when she was reading the numbers because she was so emotional. You know, but then, you know, and then we saw Brittany Griner, Griner brought home, you know, yep. I mean, it's yep. just what a great week it's been, you know, and yep. and the Supreme Court, I, this thing about this independent state legislature thing, I, I really I based on what they're saying, I don't think that's got any traction. They're saying that Amy oh. Coney Barrett and yeah, and, they need they need two more. They got three. Yeah, Kavanaugh, I, Gorsuch, I just, and uh, Thomas. I can't. I just. But can't it's going to be hard to get. Uh, yeah. Well, basically, if they rule that the states, I don't think they have Kavanaugh. I think they have Alito. Yeah, but if they. Oh, rule, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, Alito. Yeah, but if they rule that the that the state state supreme courts don't have the authority to oversee the legis, you know, to be a check and balance for the legislature, then, then why then why would they have any authority over Congresses? being the check and balance yeah. over Congress. Exactly. Right? I mean, seriously. But the, to close out this week, Tim Miller was on Charlie Sykes' Bulk Work podcast, and he was getting given a little uh, a little uh, uh, cuss jar. <laughs> Francie. Oh, over uh, these people that were criticizing the Brittany, Brittany Griner, <laughs> the, the administration for bringing home Brittany Griner. To attack Griner uh, with sexist, racist. The thing that really gets my goat is like all the people on Fox and on social media like mocking her for being a, a WNBA player. Oh, who cares? The WNBA player. These fucking assholes that like pretend that <laughs> they care so much about the sanctity of women's sports every time that there's a trans athlete playing in a high school skateboarding match. Like that's on Fox and Friends. Like uh, the same token, you mock like uh, somebody that is at the highest level of their sport in the WNBA who it's insane, by the way, that she has to even compete in a Russia league to supplement her income, you know, given the level that she's at. At the WNBA, like that shit pisses me off. Just the vitriol 
aimed at her, yep. you know, given yeah. just the fact that she was taken hostage by her enemy, the siding with of Russia and like this whitewashing of Russia and acting like, oh, she, if she just would have followed the laws of the, the, the fucking Putin regime, like, fuck that. That stuff really, <laughs> right. really makes me upset. Yes. And so, I, you know, I think that you could have a honest, good faith critique. I think there are people who are like, we shouldn't do these kinds of deals. You know, this that's outside of my expertise. But, but that is not what you're seeing on, on Fox. I agree with most of that. I I guess my reaction is somewhat complicated because I do get both sides of this argument. I, I think ultimately when it comes down to the decision that the Biden administration had to make, it was one or none. This was what was on yeah. offer. It was either going to be Brittany Griner or it was going to be nobody. And so they decided yeah. that they were going to take this very difficult decision, I think, probably for them in terms of leaving Paul you know, Whelan behind. But they, they made the right decision. And the Whelan family agrees with that. They have been incredibly gracious yeah. about all of they this. They have. The bad faith criticism, I agree with you absolutely completely about it. And, uh, but there, there's some legitimate points being made. This is negotiating with a terrorist in a hostage situation. And Vladimir Putin held her as a high-profile hostage in order to get something of much, much greater value, and he succeeded. And so every time you do a deal like this, it is legitimate to be concerned that you are incentivizing more behavior like this. There are more Americans that are being held in captivity all around the world than we would like to, to think. And every time something like this happens, it basically says, hmm. Maybe you can get something for taking a high-profile American as hostage in this particular case. And so Vladimir Putin is rewarded for some really, really bad behavior. I understand that. And I understand the frustration of people who are thinking, you know, why is he still is sitting there making that contrast? But on balance, this is a good thing that an American has been freed. It was, it was hard not to feel the joy of what happened yesterday. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think he said it all. I think he said, I think between the two of them, they said, they, they um, said my sentiments exactly about how I felt also, about it all. Also, Brittany um, Griner is an Olympic athlete too. Mm-hmm. Two times. Thank you. Medalist. Yep, Thank exactly. You. Give me a yeah. break. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, I know we went a little long today, but Francie, tell people where they can check you out. <laughs> Wandering around my yard in Delaware. And on Spengooly. Spengooly, <laughs> <laughs> yay. Um, on Twitter still, until they kick me off, uh, Mastodon, uh, Counter Social, Discord, Twitch, wherever your you internets are cropping up, I might be there, you know? And thank you for having me. Right. I had fun. It was Thank fun you. today. Thank you, Francie. Always glad to have you. And Justice? Thanks for having me as well. You can find me on Twitter still, at Justice Putnam, also on Netroots Radio, uh, West Coast Cookbook and Speakeasy, Mondays through Fridays. And uh, you can also check me out over on Daily Co's. All right. Thank you so much, Justice. And we'll go to Seth. Oh, well, thanks for having me again, Tim. It's really good being on the show. Uh, so I am still on Twitter at, at SethP23 because, honestly, I take a little bit of a sadistic pleasure out of retweeting how poorly Tesla stock is doing. <laughs> and I've been doing that on a kind of a daily, weekly basis. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this Musk guy, he's totally sinking this company. It's looks, It's ridiculous. It's just 
So it's it's just plummeting. And anyway, so you can check me out there on Twitter. And uh, me and my partner, we have a, a account on Instagram, uh, VeganASP on Instagram. And you can check it out. Check us out there. And thanks again, Tim, for having me on the show. Thank you. And Joe? Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Marnus3. And you can find me on Facebook and on WordPress, jsantorsa.wordpress.com, where you find the Clown Car update every week. And one Friday nights on 7 to 10 Eastern, we're on It Came From Cleveland over on RadioForHumans.com. Yes. And if uh, Trump has another week like he had this past week, uh, we'll mm. be hearing from Mar-a-Lago. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Oh, gotta have a little toilet here. (laughs) And you can follow me, Tim Cormall, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Mastodon, and at Tim Cormall. And uh, with that, we'll close out with the show this week with our good buddy Lauren's latest song, Werewolves in the Senate. Take it away, Lauren, and we'll see you all soon. We had a runoff in Georgia this week that would determine the Senate majority. And in the campaign, Herschel Walker liked to speak about fictional monsters and which he'd rather be. No werewolves in the Senate. Yahoo! There'll be no In scandals and abortions, his campaign was swimming. But he had a toy cop badge he let us see. A cheater, a deadbeat dad, and awful to women. So you know, perfect for the GOP. No werewolves in the Senate. Yahoo! There'll be no werewolves in the Senate. Yahoo! The list of dumb things he said is never stopping. That they nominated him at all is just gross. And though he lost, it's still completely jaw-dropping that this race was even close to being close. No werewolves in the Senate. Yahoo! There'll be no werewolves in the Senate because Georgia voted blue. Yahoo!